99 Board Game Blitz, a podcast about all things board games that you can listen to in less time than it takes to figure out where your friend is when they say they're at the back of the convention hall, but you don't know which side of the room is the back. Board Game Blitz is sponsored by Gray Fox Games. This week, it's the one you've all been waiting for, the annual award show that highlights our favorite games of the previous year, the 2022 Blitzies. And now, here are your hosts, Ambie and Crystal. Even though Ambie and I just got back from Dice Tower West, you will be hearing our thoughts about the convention and some of the games we played there in upcoming episodes. But for today, it's just the Blitzies, y'all. So let's get started. Woohoo! So the Blitzies, if you don't know, are our annual awards ceremonies. Totally official for the previous year. Oh yeah, this is the most prestigious (laughs) award that any board game could hope to receive. Yes. No (laughs) lies detected. (laughs) So for our first category we have a best party game disclaimer first like i distributed the games that i wanted to win awards among the things so even if like there's a game i might like better that would fit this category if it's in a different category then i have it under a different category too so like some games fit multiple categories but they're not winning multiple categories agreed we always pick a unique games for every category and Mm -hmm. so therefore sometimes we will shift things around in unique ways because, well, we made up this award show and we get to do whatever we want and nobody can really tell us what to do because it's our award show. So you all feel free to voice your complaints in the complaint box, which does not exist. (laughs) So best party game for me for 2022 was Soundbox, uh, published by Horrible Guild, designed by Jalmar Hawk and Lorenzo Silva. So Soundbox is a party game. It's a cooperative party game where you're using noises. You're like guessing what people are trying to make by noises all simultaneously. It's very hectic and very fun chaotic i've talked about it on the podcast before but yeah it's a lot it of fun. is fun for sure my best party game from 2022 is phantom inc phantom mm. inc was published by resonim designed by mary flanagan and max seidman and it is a team-based party game where the ghosts on two teams are trying to get their team to guess the hidden clue And they're writing out terms, but they're not completing the thing that they're writing. Their team gets to tell them to stop at a certain point. And so the other team can see what you're writing. But if you stop at a certain point, like your team knows, has an idea of what you were writing based on a theme. The other team doesn't have that knowledge. So they're only seeing a little bit. Basically, it's, you know, partial information for the other team, similar to games like Decrypto, where, you know, they know some things and they're trying to figure it out. But I love Phantom Inc. It is great. Yeah, this is on my want to playlist, but I haven't played it yet. Next category is best card game. So for me, my answer is also a party game, but it also is only cards. So that's Connected Clues, which is a party card game (laughs) where you're giving clues to have people guess a connected clue answer. Like the clue is fast food and food fight. They're guessing fast food fight. So you're giving clues for like the fast food part and the food fight part. And then other people are trying to guess fast food fight as fast as they can. It's just fun just playing. We don't like hugely keep score too much because it's also a party game. But we, we've had fun playing and trying to guess the clues. My favorite card game of 2022, I actually have not played physically. I have only played it digitally. And I am so Ooh. glad that someone in the Blitz Discord taught it to me. It is Sea Salt and Paper. It is a set collection game where different sets score in different ways. And you have certain ways that you can control potentially when a round will end and therefore 
potentially whether you think you can win a round or not. You can actually choose to end a round if you think you're beating everyone at that point. Also, the artwork in this game is origami and it's Ooh. all nautical themed and it's absolutely gorgeous. So, I, I mean, the artwork is, a, you know, just a bonus, but the gameplay is really fascinating, interesting, designed by Bruno Cathala, you know, unsurprising designer that I tend to like their games. <laughs> and uh, Theo Riviera is Rivera. I'm mispronouncing his name, probably. Published by Bombix, Sea Salt and Paper. I will almost certainly be picking up a physical copy of this one. I love it a lot. Cool. The next category is Best Trick Taker. So I actually didn't play that many trick-taking games, so I don't have a winner in this category. But I did want to mention Scout, which isn't technically a trick-taking game and also didn't come out in 2022. <laughs> but I think like it was released in like America in 2022 or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, the, oink, got, like, the, a wide the new release. Oink edition um, the of the oink. game has yeah. really like kind of made the rounds in 2022, I think. Yeah. Like that's when everybody was able to get a hold of it. And right. it is Scout's real fun. Yeah, Scout's really interesting. Like the cards are double-sided. Like one way up is one number and the other way up is the other number and you have to pick which way up and you can't move the cards in your hands. Like you get dealt, it stays in that order. And so you have to, when you're making things, it has to be like in the order it is. <laughs> so yeah, if you're so making a set of cards, they must be yeah. adjacent to one another. You cannot yeah. reorder the cards in your hand. And mm -hmm. you'd think that would be really difficult and it's not quite as difficult as you'd imagine. And it is very <laughs> fun to play. Yeah. And while I also loved Scout, my 2022 favorite trick-taking game is Wicked and Wise from Weird Giraffe Games, designed by Fertessa Elise. Wicked and Wise, you all heard me talk about it recently on the podcast. It is a team-based trick-taking game where some of the players are dragons and some of them are mice, and the mice are helping the dragons win tricks. It is very clever, very unique, a little bit of a difficult teach, especially people don't know trick-taking games already, but if you do, it is 100% worth your time to check out. I love Wicked and Wise. Cool. All right, our next category is best family game. So for me, I'm not counting like children's games in this one. I think we've mentioned family game versus children game before, but for me, I picked Teeter Tower, which is a dexterity game from Game Right designed by Aaron Crow and Ryan Scott. So this is a cooperative dexterity game where you're stacking cardboard tiles along with dice. The tiles have dice numbers and colors on them. And so you roll the dice and then pick which tile you're stacking on. And then you have to put the dice on there depending on what color and match up the colors and numbers. But like you have to get the tower super high. So you don't want to use up all your dice on the lower ones because you need enough dice to get all the way to the top. So it's hard. I've only played it once but I want to play it again more. So yeah, that's a cooperative dexterity stacking game, Teeter Tower. My favorite family game of 2022 is one that I actually was just introduced to recently by one of my local Vegas gaming friends, Taz. Shout out to Taz for teaching me Ouch. Ouch is an adorable little card game where there are cactuses on every card. And when you draw a card from the display, you see a number of flowers on it. The more flowers on a card, the riskier it will be to try and pick up. And when you pick up a card, you must choose which of the four sides of the card you are grabbing it from. You then flip it over. And if the back of that card has a cactus on that side, you must say, ouch. <laughs> and you do not get to collect that that card. Some of the cards have special <laughs> things on them like snakes and other things. There's ways to get cards from other players, but ideally, mostly you're trying to collect as many flowers as possible by picking up cards that and not ouching on them. <laughs> it's very lightweight. It would be great for families. Taz has a son who apparently loves this game and I had so much fun playing it. Like it is definitely lightweight, but it is a blast to just
just over and over again grab a card and ouch, ouch, ouch. <laughs> like so much fun. I loved it. Designed by Romaine Caterjan and same co-designer as Sea Salt and Paper, Theo Riviere, mm. published by DeVere. So maybe I should start looking at Theo's uh, games <laughs> and see what he's been up to because uh, apparently I like his stuff as well. So that's ouch. The next category is Best Cooperative Game. And for me, that is Kites, which was designed by Kevin Hamano and published by Floodgate Games. So this is actually, I think, my runner-up for Best Game of 2022, <laughs> my favorite game. But Kites is a real-time cooperative game, which if you know me, I love real-time cooperative games. <laughs> but you're playing these kite cards. You're trying to get rid of the deck of cards, but they're sand timers. So each time you play a card, you have to flip over the matching sand timers, the colored sand timers, and you don't want any of them to run out. And they're all different lengths of time. And so it's just like hectic playing cards, trying to make sure they don't run out and like trying to make sure you have the right colored cards and let other people play the right cards too. So I've only played two players, but I want to play with more players. I just got it. So yeah, kites. Well, my best cooperative game of 2022 is also the game that was in the running for my best game of 2022. So that's kind of ironic. <laughs> Honestly, my best game of 2022 was a big toss up for me, but my best co-op game is going to be Return to Dark Tower from Restoration Games designed by a whole bunch of people, including Rob Davio, Isaac Childress, Tim Burl Saward, Noah Cohen, Brian Neff, and Justin D. Jacobson. Y'all, you've heard me wax poetic about Return to Dark Tower multiple times from when it was still in development to after it got released. I love it. It's amazing. I teach it. I play it. It's great. I, I don't need to say much more about it. It's the best. That's Return to Dark Tower, my favorite co-op. I want to try this at some point. I still haven't played it, but it's a longer game. So <laughs> yeah, it definitely is. And I don't own it. So. <laughs> All right, next category is best roll and write game. So for me, this is kind of weird because I actually haven't played it, the published one, <laughs> but Bargain Basement Bathysphere was published in 2022, designed by Scott Slomiani and published by WizKids. But I had played the free print and play version, which was made available, like, I don't remember when exactly, but yeah, it, it's an older game and it was available as a free print and play. So I'd played part of that and I really liked it. But it's basically your you're going through a submarine trying to go down not run out of oxygen not die and you're trying to like collect things on the floor and you're like rolling and going down and then going back up and it's a campaign like legacy game so in the print and play it's just each game is a page of paper and then in the published version there's three different sheets or something and like whiteboards and stuff and lots of different things and I think it's different <laughs> so I haven't played the published version but I assume it's also very good <laughs> And did you say the published version is by WizKids? Yeah, WizKids. Well, mm -hmm. apparently WizKids is doing some good work in the roll and write space <laughs> because my favorite roll and write of 2022, also published by WizKids, and this will come as no surprise to uh -huh. anyone, it's Star Trek Super Skill Pinball <laughs> by Jeff Engelstein. Y'all know I love Star Trek, I love pinball, and I love... Mm -hmm. The board game that basically emulates pinball. It is wonderful. The Star Trek theme is great. Jeff did such an amazing job implementing thematic elements of Star Trek into these really unique pinball tables. From trying to complete the Kobayashi Maru to having gravity flip upside down when you're doing the lower decks table. It's amazing. And if you if you like pinball or Star Trek, you should give it a look. <laughs> cool. 
All right, next category is best theming, which for me is Ready, Set, Bet, designed by John D. Clare and published by AEG. So Ready, Set, Bet is a horse racing game, but it's a betting game. So like you're betting on horse races. There's an app or a person like running these horses that go by dice rolls, and then you're real-time betting on the horses and like trying to bet on different things, different odds and stuff, and just trying to get money. You don't really lose much money, so I guess that part's not super thematic, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it, is, it does feel pretty thematic like because you're it's all it gets very hectic like betting and you're all just rooting for the horse that you bet on and you can just go all in on the horse bet all the odds and like hope your horse wins <laughs> so that gets it feels like I imagine horse betting would be <laughs> I, I don't bet on stuff so but like in a game it's fun <laughs> Oh, so it's ready, so set, fun. Bet. And yeah. yes, every time I've played Ready, Set, Bet, I'm basically screaming like a, a wild person for my horse to win. It's amazing. <laughs> my game for best theming is a game that I had not heard of at all until my friend Greg brought it over to my house. And that is Come Together, published by Chili Fox Games and designed by Vigard Eliasson Stillerud. Come Together is a game where players are building and running a 1960s outdoor music festival. So kind of a la Woodstock or, you know, festivals of that ilk. It's a worker placement game where you're attracting guests and putting on different acts. And it's neat because the workers don't activate when you place them. Like other players or you have to activate the location where your workers are at to get them to go. It's got some really unique mechanisms. The theming is great. The production quality is absolutely fantastic. And I have heard no one talking about this game, probably because it's hard to get. Chili Fox games do tend to not get great distribution in the States. So if you have a chance to uh, pick up a copy of this, if you come across it, take a look at Come Together. I really enjoyed it. And uh, the theme comes through very strong. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it before today either. All right, next category is biggest surprise. And for me, my definition of surprise is a little different, but (laughs) for me, the biggest surprise was Salad Master, which is designed by Yu Miyazaki and published by Bonso Inc. So Salad Master is a Taiwanese game. It's a trivia educational game. You have different cards that are different vegetables and it has like calories and like different stats on them that you don't see. And you're trying to like place the card that is the most calories or like some other, some category that, that someone picks. And so what was surprising for me is that it's a Taiwanese game and my husband's Taiwanese and like it had like Chinese characters for the words, but it had like the actual Taiwanese pronunciation written out and romanized. So like Taiwanese language isn't very common. So my husband like knows the Taiwanese. And so like that, he was very excited to see that. So that was very surprising for us to see like the Taiwanese romanization in a game. <laughs> my biggest surprise of 2022, it theoretically shouldn't have been surprising, but it was. It was Planet Unknown designed by Ryan Lambert and Adam Rayberg from Adam's Apple Games. So Planet Unknown, space-themed, polyomino tile laying. It's from the first game of this board game publisher. No hate. A lot of board game publishers have come out of the gate with really good games, but obviously, you know, I tend to be skeptical of a 
publisher's first game, especially when it's a mm-hmm. Kickstarter. And this one was. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I went in skeptical, right? Like a very common theme, a very common overused mechanism. I love polyominoes, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of games with them. So you got to do something special to get my attention. Well, they did. It's awesome. I love Planet Unknown. I've played it in person a bunch of times. I've played it digitally a bunch of times and I don't get sick of it. It's really, really neat. The lazy Susan in the middle of the table that lets everybody pick tiles at the same time keeps the action snappy. All the simultaneous turns are great. I cannot recommend this one enough, honestly. It's super amazing. So yeah, that's Planet Unknown. My biggest surprise. Cool. That's another one that I still haven't played. I haven't played a lot of (laughs) 2022 games just like last year did you actually count how many games from 2022 in total you played um yes but i don't remember what it was it was like maybe 40 30 to 40 yeah i i I played 46 at least 46 games Uh that were released in 2022 and that kind of surprised me (laughs) (laughs) all right next category is most innovative so for me that is islet published by holland spiel designed by emma bell holland so islet is a two-player abstractish game but it's roll and move <laughs> so like normally abstract games don't really have dice but this one has dice it's it's got like shoestrings that you're threading through the holes in this wooden board and both people control the same shoestrings but you're rolling the dice and that's how far you have to move in the hole and you're threading through the eyelets i guess that's what they're called right and then you're going until the, the opponent can't move so you have to roll two dice and like make those moves and you go until the opponent can't move so it looks really cool because it's shoestrings threading through a wooden board so that's like really innovative and then like abstract with dice is also (laughs) innovative like I don't really think of abstract games with dice but it felt very abstract yeah so I played this at Dice Tower West just recently that was fun and Holland Spiel is definitely like this is not the type of game I think that most people think of when they think of Holland Spiel so it's neat to see something (laughs) like this right yeah, well, Hollenspiel makes a lot of... They make some war games, and then they make some weird games. So, I, man, yeah. their stuff is so cool. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually... One of the games that I haven't played that I would like to, they publish is a solo game called Heading Forward, which I actually created the name of that game, and so I really want to play it. Like, not just... But a friend of mine designed it, and I was the one who came up with the name, and it's really neat. My most innovative for 2022, I will admit, probably not that innovative, but it felt innovative to me when I I was playing it. For those of you out there who grew up in the United States, at least, I imagine some of you remember Highlights Magazine. I read Highlights in just about every doctor's waiting room, I think, ever (laughs) when I was a child. And I very specifically remember the spot the difference little puzzle where there's two pictures side by side and you have to figure out what's different between them. Well, Oink Games decided to turn that into a board game, basically. (laughs) Make the Difference, published by Oink Games and designed by Shintaro Ono, is a game where all of the players are given a line-drawn illustration with a whole bunch of line drawings on it, like filled up completely piece of paper. And each player takes their sheet, they're all different, and adds five lines to it, however they would like. Then, once everyone has done that, there's this semi-transparent sheet that goes on top of it to, like, obscure it just a tiny bit, and it gets passed off to the other players, and they have to look at the original and the one that's been drawn on and spot the differences, but the person who drew it doesn't want them to spot them too quickly, but they do want them to find them. 
We thought it would be crazy easy. It's not. It's super fun. <laughs> I love it. Make the difference. I don't I don't know exactly how the innovation works there, but it just, it felt special. So I wanted to put it here. Cool. Yeah. I haven't played that yet. But I know with the difference things, if they're next to each other, you can do like the cross your eyes or like the magic eye type thing to overlap them. And then you see the differences really, really quickly. Oh man. Well, maybe that's why I find this game fun and innovative because I can't do the magic eye thing. Like I, I'm incapable of doing whatever the thing is that people do with the magic eye posters. I can't, I've never seen a magic eye poster. I've never seen the hidden picture. Not oh. once. I'm the guy in mall rats is what I'm saying. I'm the guy staring at the sailboat in mall rats. <laughs> Our next category is best new to us that's not from the year 2022. So these are not 2022 games, but games that we played for the first time in 2022. So for me, my most played game in 2022 was Cross Clues, which is a word party game, real time cooperative, which I've talked about a lot where you're like giving clues and guessing at the same time. So there's no downtime. So that was like one of my favorites. And then I also have Project Elite, which is another real time cooperative game published in 2016. Well, there's a new version like published in 2020 or something, but we played the old version and it's like you're fighting aliens you're like marine space marines or something and then real-time dice rolling different rounds where you're just like trying to survive and so i really like that it's cooperative real-time bigger epic game and then i also wanted to mention that this year is when my kids started playing games with me and like actually playing by the rules so basically all of the children's games that i played with them are kind of new to us I mean, they're not like my personal favorite games. It's just playing with them is is like a favorite thing of mine. So I had to mention that. I mean, we've literally gone from you having no children to you being <laughs> yeah. pregnant to you having babies to uh -huh. you having like you have kids that play games now. Like this is what we've been yeah. building toward for the entirety of the podcast. <laughs> like you've said how many times on the show, like I bought this game, you know, for when my kids are old enough and they're starting <laughs> yeah. to get old enough. Yeah. My best new to me game that didn't come out in 2022. I've picked a couple here. The first one is Gutenberg, which I have talked about on the podcast before. It was released in 2021. And it's a game where you are operating a printing press and carrying out printing orders from your workshop. The components are absolutely gorgeous. And this one really won me over quick. And so I really, really adore that. And then the other one I actually just played recently for the first time, and that's Azul Summer Pavilion. I will admit, I've kind of been like, really, really, another Azul, <laughs> another Azul. Uh -huh. And I, I like the first Azul a lot. I like the second Azul a little bit better. And then I stopped. I didn't play any mm. of the other Azuls. And I was like, you know what? I should, I should try some of the others. So I played Summer Pavilion. And then I was like, oh, shoot. This one's the best one. <laughs> like, of the three <laughs> I've played, Summer Pavilion is now my favorite of the three, I think. And so now I'm like, oh, man, do I got to play the others? Because I think there's at least two others. <laughs> so, ugh. You know what, uh, Michael Keasley, I have a I have a bone to pick with you, and that's that you keep getting better, and that's that's bad for me because now I have to keep playing your games. So <laughs> Azul Summer Pavilion, a lot of people like this one, and now I know why. And it came out in 2019 originally. Yeah. All right, the next category is something I wanted to add because there are a lot of games that I wanted to play but haven't played yet. And so this is the best game that we haven't played yet. <laughs> and for me, that is Turing Machine because this is a deduction game and I really like deduction games. So yeah, I love deduction. It's like one of my favorite things. And uh, Turing Machine is 
a deduction game where you're like trying to figure out a code and it has like little cards that you put in and it works kind of like a punch card computer, which is really neat. But like you, you have to figure out clues and like put it through the cards to see if your clues are valid or something. And then you figure out the code after that. And I heard it's really good solo, but I'm not sure if like I would want to play solo because I like play video games solo, but like maybe I would like it solo. I don't know. But yeah, still my favorite game that I haven't played yet is Train Machine. <laughs> Uh, and for me, I threw three on this list. They are all games that came out in 2022 that I want to play and haven't yet. Paperback Adventures. I like story-based games and I like paperbacks. So that one seems like one that I will probably enjoy. Ahoy, which is from Leader Games, and I tend to like their stuff quite a bit. And then the last one is the third edition of Betrayal House on the Hill, because... You know, even though I have been burned by betrayal content in the past, I still apparently can't get enough. And so while I probably <laughs> won't buy it, I do want to try it at some point in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And finally, our favorite game or best game of 2022 is this category. And for me, if you might remember from the last category, I like <laughs> I like deduction games. And I also like cooperative games because I've talked about a lot of cooperative games on my list. But my favorite game is Decorum, published by Floodgate Games, designed by Charlie Mackin, Harry Mackin, and Drew Tenenbaum. So Decorum is a game of passive-aggressive cohabitation. So it's a deduction game where you're decorating a house and each person, it's cooperative, each person has like different conditions for the house and there's like different colors of different items that you have to put throughout the different rooms of the house. Like you have conditions and you, you can place things and take them off and <laughs> you have to make sure that all the conditions are met, but you don't know what other people's conditions are. So you're just like taking things off and then everyone else is saying like, no, I don't like that. Or like, oh, I do like that. And you're trying to like win. So I really like it. I like the deduction. I like that limited communication. Like I really like cooperative limited communication deduction games. So this is like my game. <laughs> decorum. So yeah, that was my favorite game of 2022. And my number one game of 2022, probably not surprising, it's Artisans of Splendent mm. Vale from Renegade Game Studios designed by Nikki Valens. Y'all, I adore this game with my whole heart. I have not finished the entire campaign yet, but I am more than halfway through it and it continues to impress. It's cooperative, it's an adventure, it is diverse, it is lovely, it has so many unique, funny, emotional, like there's so much packed into this game that I can't even really convey to you. I just, I, I love it. Nikki, thank you. <laughs> like for real. It's such, such an amazing game. And I, I, I know that this type of game is not for everyone, but it's definitely for me. So that's my number one game of 2022, Artisans of Splendent Vale. Yay. All right, and before we talk about what we're looking forward to in 2023, we wanted to mention what we were looking forward to last year. So last year, we talked about what we were looking forward to in 2022. So I talked about five games. I mentioned Familiar Tales, Cryptid Urban Legends, Paint the Roses, Exit Lord of the Rings, and Weather Machine. And I actually played three of those five games. I played Cryptid Urban Legends, Paint the Roses, and Weather Machine. And actually, when I when I mentioned Cryptid and Paint the Roses, I was saying that lots of deduction games were coming out. And I, I didn't even know about, like, Decorum yet or Turing Machine. And those ended up being, like, woo, way up high on my list. But I was actually disappointed by Paint the Roses and then Cryptid Urban Legends didn't end up being a deduction game. That was an abstract game, so not what I expected. And then Weather Machine I did play, and I mentioned on the podcast before. And then Familiar Tales I still haven't played, and I think I mentioned that I wasn't sure when I would be able to play it, and I'm still not sure when I would be able to play it. And then Exit or Lord of the Rings I have, 
I just haven't played it yet. It's it's sitting in a shrink ready to be played <laughs> soon. <laughs> and the games that I mentioned last year were Voices in My Head and Artisans of Splendent Vale. So <laughs> apparently last year, well, first off, I played both of those games this year. <laughs> Obviously, I like Artisans quite a bit. <laughs> and Voices in My Head, I also got to play and I enjoyed. I think it, it, it was a little more weird and quirky than I think I was mm-hmm. looking forward to. I did not dislike it, but it's not one that's going to be hitting the table a ton for me. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I said I wanted to go on big adventures. And this yeah. year I played Artisans of Splendid Vale. I played Lands of Galzir. I've been digging into Descent Legends of the Dark that came out back in 2021, the big box new edition of Descent. Uh, so I've definitely been going on big adventures in some of my board games and really enjoying it. Yeah. And then for 2023, what we're looking forward to, I have another big list of games that I probably won't get to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, it's always good to be optimistic, you know? Yeah. So the, there's Noobs in Space, which is published by Cosmos. It's another limited communication cooperative game. So I love those. And then there's a couple Lord of the Rings games. I don't know why there's so many Lord of the Rings themed games coming out, but Lord of the Rings Adventures to Mount Doom is by Cosmos. And then Lord of the Rings Adventure Book game is by Robinsberger. So those are both cooperative games games themed around Lord of the Rings, and I love Lord of the Rings, so those are on my want to play list. And then Sky Team by Scorpion Masque is a cooperative two-player, you're co-piloting and piloting a airplane to try to get it landing. So it's like a two-player limited communication cooperative game. So that sounds really neat. And like the theme sounds really neat too. And I really want to play that. And then a couple of games just got announced by Funko Games. (laughs) in the Disney themed there's Disney animated which is a cooperative Disney themed game where you're like making the old classic cell shaded Disney animated movies and it has like transparent cell shading cards that looked really neat and then also Disney Pixar Cars launch and race game which is for (laughs) three-year-olds it's it's in the cars the cars movie my my kid loves cars so or one of them loves cars so yeah I'm excited for that one for him (laughs) There are a few games that I'm specifically looking forward to in 2023. The first one is Iron Forest, which is from Brain Games. It is kind of the spiritual successor to Ice Cool. It is a flicking game, but it's multi-leveled. And I've, you know, heard a lot about it, but I've never really seen it in person kind of yet. And it's supposed to be coming out this year. I didn't back it on Kickstarter, but I definitely want to try it when it comes out. My next one is A Thousand and One Odysseys from Asmati Games. I will admit this one, you know, it's taken a little bit of time to get finished. Uh, In fact, the release date listed on the BGG page says 2022. That's not accurate because it hasn't (laughs) been finished yet. So I'm sure they'll get that updated at some point. But I am hopeful that it will be coming out this year. And based on, you know, the quality of games that Asmati makes, I'm sure it's going to be great. And then the last one is the Slay the Spire board game from Contention Games the same people who made the Slay the Spire video game. I love Slay the Spire and it feels very much like a solo deck building game, even in video game form. So I'm very curious to see how they've turned it into a cooperative board game. I also know to be wary of these things based on how I've been burned in the past by things like the Fallout board game. So I'm going in with a healthy (laughs) dose of skepticism, but also a little bit of anticipation because I love Slay the Spire. And this one seems like it really should make a good board game. So I'm hopeful. And since we are talking about awards right now, we should mention that in the upcoming weeks, days, who knows,
knows, at some point over on BoardGameGeek.com, they are going to open up submissions for the BGG awards for this year. And one of those awards that they do every year is Best Podcast. And while we've been nominated a handful of times in the years we've been doing this show. And so we don't know when they're going to be announcing that. But they, the, the period of time in which you can submit your favorites to see if they will be nominated is fairly short. So we're going to preemptively <laughs> say, you know, if you happen to be a Board Game Geek user and you happen to go to the site every now and then, and that pops up. If you like the show and you would like to submit us to be nominated, we would greatly appreciate it. We love y'all very much. And yeah, we've, we've never won. Uh, and we, we might not win this year, but you know, we, we're still gonna try. We're, we're doing yeah. this content for y'all and just because we love it. But you know, getting awards is cool too. Yeah, maybe not as cool as getting a Blitzy, but... <laughs> oh, no, nothing is cooler than a Blitzy, obviously. If we, we could give a Blitzy to ourselves, technically. We make oh, the, the rules the here. The best Blitz podcast. Best? No, we can just say best podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, no one's stopping us. <laughs> That's true. The Blitz, the, and, the, and the Blitzy for best podcast goes to Board Game Blitz. All right, thank Yay. you, everyone. Good night. <laughs> And that's it for this week's Board Game Blitz. Visit our website, boardgameblitz.com, for more content and links. This episode was sponsored by Grey Fox Games. The Gods and Prophets expansion to Reavers of Midgard is coming soon. And if you celebrate the gods, they may just offer you their aid. And don't forget you can get 10% off your entire order at greyfoxgames.com, including promos, exclusives, and upgrades not available anywhere else. Just use the code BGBLITZ2023 at checkout. Join the Blitzkirm community on Discord for community game nights, discussions, and more by following the link in the show notes. You can support the show by leaving us a rating and review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you want behind-the-scenes access, access to our private Discord channel, shoutouts, and more, visit ko-fi.com slash boardgameblitz today. Our theme song was composed by Andrew Morrow. Technical support provided by Toby Mount. Until next time, it's the best of the board games. It's the thrill of game night. Sitting down to the challenge of our rivals. Bye, everyone. Bye. Do you always want to go you first, me for me after, or do you <laughs> me like, first, you first? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I almost said. Yeah. Um, or do you want to switch back and forth? Or oh, we can just do me first, you first, <laughs> me first, you second. <laughs> okay, cool. Just both that works go at the me. same time. We just go one, two, three. Name our game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do that for the whole episode. I'm sure it'll be great.